Okay. So perhaps the, the most important story right now is the, the stigma that uh, people with, with monkeypox are facing. It's just absolutely heartbreaking. I mean, how these people are suffering and, and what really chokes me up. I mean, what's, <laughs> what's about to waken my gerbil inside? All right, is is the notion that so many people think it's a good idea to stigmatize antisocial self-destructive behavior. I mean, if we start stigmatizing antisocial self-destructive behavior, I mean, where does that end? I tell you where it ends. It ends in Auschwitz. I mean, monkeypox, anyone could catch it. Right? You're going to church for a Bible study. There are all sorts of like pro-social, healthy, moral outlets, activities that you could engage in and end up with with monkeypox and it, it where does it begin right it, it begins with you know an odd looking pimple or just maybe a weird rash or perhaps a sudden wave of fatigue in the middle of a hot summer day thank god the new york times is on this story the doctor was stumped or he said it was not a big deal or maybe he said it was monkeypox but you know what these people have to deal with pain fear stigma right so i know you're thinking what do people who have survived monkeypox, which is like a greater feat than surviving the Holocaust, what do people who survived monkeypox want you to know? Isn't that what you're curious about right now? What do people who have survived monkeypox want you to know? Thank God for the New York Times. Seven patients share their stories of devastating symptoms, their frustration over finding care, and their efforts to help each other when doctors and officials have failed. America has failed the monkeypox test. America has failed our gay community. America has failed our gay community who likes to engage in orgies and take a lot of meth. We have totally failed these people. I mean, poor Miguel here, pictured Miguel Ande, he spent a month quarantined with monkeypox and his dog. Right. We've got 18,000 cases identified across the United States, uh, mostly men who have promiscuous sex with men. Now, if only we could increase access to an effective antiviral medication called T-pox and, and vaccinate thousands of people most at risk. Think about how much good we could do. I mean, gay men could get back out there participating in you know, gay meth-fueled orgies. And just, you know, really let loose. They wouldn't have to clench and try to hold that, that gerbil within, but they could they could awaken the gerbil within. I mean, but for many people, they get infected lesions. They get they get swollen swollen genitals. I mean, the suffering is just unbelievable. And and where are we as, as a nation? Like are we just morally indifferent to what's going on? I mean, even those with mild cases are forced to isolate at home for weeks away from family, friends, pets, and a good gay meth-fueled orgy. Like, just imagine you have to go a month without participating in a meth-fueled orgy. You're going to carry deep psychological wounds. And then, what about the social stigma inflicted by ignorant people who think, oh, it's a good idea to stigmatize antisocial self-destructive behavior? I mean, imagine how frustrated deeply frustrated you would be as a regular gay meth fueled orgy participant about our sluggish public health response that's leaving so many in your meth fueled gay orgy community so vulnerable right 
monkeypox, you know, mainly spreads through homosexual promiscuity. Now, fatalities are rare, but my, my God, I mean, the suffering of these people. I, these guys didn't have monkeypox on their radar. What, what did they have on their radar? They had getting another cock. Right? That's what they wanted. All they wanted was 17 more cocks. And, and what did they end up with? They end up with monkeypox. And if they just limited it to 15, they would have been fine. But then, like, you go to a, an orgy, you have 17 cocks, and then you get some strange pimple appearing on the palm of your hand, and you start freaking out. What if you're going to all these meth-fueled gay orgies and you don't have health insurance? I mean, where do you turn for consolation? Where do you turn for care? I mean, and then let's say you get medical care. You're going to find doctors and nurses waiting for you in full protective equipment as if you've got the plague. I mean, some of them seem scared and baffled. They, they, they speak to you from a distance. They, they're in hazmat suits. Think about how alienating that is for our fellow Americans who love meth-fueled gay orgies. I mean, some medical professionals were caring, but others looked at him in a stigmatizing way. I mean, uh, how they've suffered. I mean, you get new lesions on your face. You get extreme itchiness. Some people have been kept awake with extreme itchiness for two days. And the lesions can just leave your face absolutely ravaged. It's enough to discourage many people from participating in meth-fueled gay orgies. When meth-fueled gay orgies, that's who we are as Americans. I mean, isn't that what we're fighting for in Ukraine? I mean, two decades ago, this, this bloke was addicted to meth. He had AIDS. He was hospitalized for a month with pneumonia. But, I mean, let us celebrate the incorrigibility of the human spirit. Let us celebrate the dynamism of the human spirit. I mean, this guy had AIDS. This guy was addicted to meth. This guy was hospitalized for a month with pneumonia. But you think that stops him from sucking down another 49 cocks? Absolutely not. Right? He's been sober. He's had an undetectable HIV viral load. And now this monkeypox is triggering painful me memories. I mean, he's scared. He's scared. And he's scared for his community. I mean, even while suffering, these people are thinking about others. I mean, poor Taylor. He thought his monkeypox was getting better right up until the minute he was admitted to the hospital. I mean, he'd been sick for two weeks, isolating like a good citizen, like not even going to a gay orgy right? And he's waking up with intense pain. He's got purple swelling above his genitals that's spreading towards his leg. I mean, I hate that. Whatever that happens to be, it just freaks me out. And I mean, I start thinking maybe I made a wrong choice. Maybe I did something wrong. Maybe I have to re-examine my, my conduct. I mean, he had to bundle up to cover his lesions and go to the emergency room. And, and his lesions are extremely infected. I mean, he got a CT scan. He got Oxycontin for the pain. He got bag after bag of intravenous antibiotics. I mean, the poor bloke had to spend Saturday night in New York City in the emergency room. He'd rather be at the DMV. Right, monkeypox patients can be hospitalized for a range of complications, usually related to lesions or swelling in the throat or swelling in the rectum. I mean, that's one of my least favorite things. I mean, I don't like it, you know, if my cheek swells up or, you know, my, my ankle swells up after getting bit by a stingray. But you know what I really don't like? It's the old swelling in the rectum. I mean, I find that a total downer. I, I just, I don't know. I just feel 
unclean and dirty when that happens. And like, and all the lesions, I mean, it makes it difficult to eat, drink, go to the bathroom. And then, then you get like skin infections. And, and then medical authorities are just fumbling their response to this outbreak. I mean, how can Americans participate fully and vigorously in meth-fueled gay orgies and do it with a clear conscience, right? When medical authorities are just fumbling their response. I mean, he says the doctor. Whoa, you think that the Super Bowl is, is competitive? I mean, you think, like, becoming chief rabbi of Israel is competitive? You think American elections are competitive? Well, hell, you don't know competitive until you have stepped into the mostly black and Latino LGBTQ subculture of dance and fashion, right, which we all know so widely in recent years from TV shows like Pose and Legendary. I mean, that's where you get the real competition these days. I mean... When you see New York City's competitive ballroom scene, you're going to think that NFL players are a bunch of puffs and, and faglers. God forbid, God forbid. So Dominic, he's known in the scene, right? Do you know not Dominic in the scene? He's known as Dominic Ebony, right? And uh, he'd been competing at a ball on June 25. And I don't have to tell you, mate, balls are busy places. I mean, there's lots of close contact. I mean, people are sucking and fucking. I mean, lots of hugging, you know, not just, I mean, it's not just genital focused. I mean, there's like a true communion of souls here, man. I mean, people in this community, we like to, you know, put our arms around each other's necks while we're talking. But I mean, he tells the New York Times he hadn't had sex for more than a month before his symptoms began. And I absolutely believe him because anyone can get monkeypox. Like you just put your arm around someone, you're very likely to get monkeypox. I mean, the first bump appears on his right temple, and what does he do? Of course, he scratches it. He thinks it's a pimple. He thinks maybe it, you know it's an allergic reaction to his new, new soap. And then the second bump appears on the side of his penis. And you know, I really don't enjoy the old rectal swelling, but something else that I find quite unappealing is the uh, bumps on my penis, right? It, it just, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right. I mean... It just it just makes me feel like I made a mistake somewhere that went in a bad direction. You know, you start getting these bumps on your penis, and then you start feeling nauseated and feverish. So I don't know about you, but what I'd always do in these situations is I'd call it my sexual health clinic. Do you have a sexual health clinic? It's It's vitally important that all Americans over the age of five have their own personal sexual health clinic. You know, go down there, get the doctor swabbing your lesions. You know, go back to the monkey room when your rash gets worse and uh poor guy he spent two weeks in his room with the blinds closed he doesn't want to be seen like he feels like he's got chicken pox and the flu at the same time and the mental toll of the isolation of no gay orgies just seeing all these ugly lesions on his body i mean that's as hard as the physical toll and then his partner his partner who cared for him also got infected so thank god for the t-pox i mean have you tried the tea pox? Nothing is better than the tea pox at drying out monkeypox sores. 
And then what's that Benadryl? Like old reliable Benadryl really helps with the, you know, the genital itching. Took him uh, three weeks to return to his job at Boom Health in the Bronx, where he helps people get treatment for HIV, AIDS, and hepatitis C. And uh, Dominique Ebony, he's a pioneer, man. He's one of the first people in New York City's ultra, ultra competitive ballroom scene to go public about his illness on Facebook because he found it frustrating that many people weren't heeding his warnings and limiting their participation in, in gay orgy. You know, the monkeypox rash can be so subtle, right? You don't even know you have it. You think, oh, it's just another bump on my penis. It's just some more rectal swelling. You know, what, what's the big deal? Little, little, little rectal swelling. You know, what's, what's the matter? And damn, then you come down with the old, the old monkey pox. And then so many doctors, they just, they misdiagnose you. Right? I mean, you go to the dermatologist for your annual cancer screening and, you know, you ask the doctor to take a look at your, your lesions. You know, hey, doc, could you, you know, look at my swollen genitals? I got, you know, a few lumps here on my pee. Oh, no big deal, mate. Just give it a couple of days. It should go away. But then the old, the old lesions don't go away. They grow and they grow. And then you get the pain, the itchiness, the old swelling of the penis and that really icky discharge. Right, I mean, this is the time, guys, to make an appointment with your primary care provider, and and get informed. Right, it's so important to get people get informed about the classic monkeypox lesion. And uh, he he was HIV positive, and so this put him in the high risk category. He he even kept his dog at arm's length, so the the animal's dismay and confusion, and even though he got treated, the genital pain just kept increasing. The pain and the genital swelling just kept increasing, made it harder to sleep. And he would allow the dog to lick his face, but, but that's it. I mean, that's it. I mean, this is a guy with, with standards and boundaries. Like, okay, dog, you can lick my face, but no lower. That's absolutely it. And uh, Baruch Hashem, within a week, the monkeypox had uh, pretty much cl cleared up. So... Every day at 6 p.m., Jeffrey turns on his webcam, just like this, starts a Zoom call with a few sick friends. There's an online support group for the dozens of people with uh, monkeypox. This is a great place to share about the loneliness of quarantine and the homophobic experiences that you get when you seek help from doctors. And other people worry about telling their bosses, co-workers, or others in their lives you know, why they, they'd been out sick. I mean, if you got monkeypox... I urge you to shout it from the rooftops. Do not allow yourself to be stigmatized. All right? Tell people. Tell everyone. Put it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. All right? And if you're crying, well, this whole community is crying with you. All right? Thank God there was a popular gay doctor on social media who took the time to chat with this bloke when his own monkeypox symptoms began. And... Uh, I don't know about you, but when I get monkeypox, I find it so important to have protection from this thing. And so, when I've got real monkeypox, I like to start my day by counting my lesions. I count my lesions, and then I count my blessings. But start with the lesions first. So, you know, about 65, this bloke, he'd fill the bathtub, 
you try to go to the bathroom, you know, the old rectal swelling, genital swelling, he'd cry, he'd scream on the ground, then he'd jump right into the bath because he's in so much pain from just trying to go to the bathroom. And uh, he lives with a roommate. He would sanitize everything, spray Lysol, and uh, basically living in his bedroom in his bleach-fueled bathroom. Okay, so Joshua got Joshua got a surprising prescription along with his teapox. Take a take teapox with a meal of at least six hundred calories and twenty five grams of fat. So it's important, guys, when you're taking your teapox, always take it with a meal of at least six hundred calories and twenty five grams of fat. And you're saying forty, you know, why the twenty five grams of fat for my teapox? Well, the fat helps the medication's effectiveness. What many people don't realize, it's important to take the T-Pox with a meal of at least 600 calories, 25 grams of fat, and six beef organ capsules. Now, after you had that, it's important to do a few silent la la la. So... This bloke cooks four strips of bacon, downs two Eggo waffles with extra butter and syrup. I mean, this is what he's going for. I mean, these feasts, these are the, the small high points in a profound period of, of seclusion and, mirror, and misery during, during quarantine. I mean, you feel hot, you feel faint, you get this irritated skin on the penis. Right? You, you go to your, your, your sex clinic and the doctors don't know, is it syphilis, is it gonorrhea? Now, what, is it AIDS? What the hell is this? Right? Not, not all doctors are as educated about monkeypox lesions as they should be. I mean, this bloke even, even keeps his chihuahua at a distance. He has a birthday, his 30th birthday, and he has to celebrate it over FaceTime with friends. He's an assistant store manager at Starbucks, man. I tell you what, in a stand against stigma and bigotry, I am flying to New York City. I'm going to find this man's Starbucks, and I'm going to ask him to make me a healthy Frappuccino because I don't believe in stigmatizing people engaged in antisocial, self-destructive behavior. So thank God this man, when he returned to work, he told all his colleagues about his monkeypox. And uh, Baruch Hashem, everyone was good about it. No one was weird. Now, there was an unpleasant moment at work the following week. A customer overheard him telling a colleague about his recent bout with monkeypox and asked why he was allowed to come back to work. I told him I was cleared to come back. I've been bullied my whole life. And this accountant left him upset, but he had to let it go because some people are ignorant. Ignorant. Oscar Diaz, 30-year-old consultant and an artist. All right. I don't want to affect others. Right. Mr. Diaz or MX Diaz, is queer, transgender, non-binary, uses they-them pronouns, and got a lesion on his knuckle, tested positive for, for monkeypox. Tried to get vaccinated against monkeypox like a responsible citizen, but because of widespread shortages, he had no success. And then he comes down with the old monkeypox. Wow. A single case of monkeypox. People don't realize this. A single case of monkeypox, very likely to ruin your.